Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody good morning and welcome to another episode of take it or leave it an advice ish podcast uh, where we talk about random nonsense uh, marriage motherhood everything in between I am your host Meredith Masony and I'm your host Tiffany Jenkins this podcast will discuss all things marriage motherhood and everything in between Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, I I just can't let this go and I need to talk about it, and that is the Alabama woman who went missing for two days and uh, then reappeared, and the story has just gotten strange and crazy, and there's a specific reason that I want to talk about this. Hmm. And I thought we could dig into that in a little bit. Is there anything going on? Do we need to do a, a a mom fail? I did. I think I did last week. Did you? I think we did one, right? Did we do one last week? I feel like I could always do one. Yeah, true that. Um, I, I mean, if I've got a bunch of them locked and loaded, if that's what you want to do. Well, let's start with one. What do you got this week? Um, well, I had to take Chloe's iPad away. Mm. And it's because I, whatever, dude, she was just giving me the most major attitude in the morning for no reason. Like, it's the weirdest thing. I'll start waking her up and then she won't get out of bed. And then I'll keep waking her up and she won't get out. I'll ask her to get out of bed 15 times. And then on the 16th time, she's like, why are you so mean to me all the time? And I'm like, what? I'm not mean. Like, I started nice. It's and then progressively, she's like, "You're just so rude," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." And then, I, like, I, it's too early, and I'm like, "I don't know what is happening, dude." So I'll just ignore her, and then ten minutes will go by, and I won't hear anything, and I'm like, "Chloe," and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Dude, you should be dressed and down here by now." And she's like, "Okay, yeah," and I. So I'm like, all right, do I yell? Do I like gently have a conversation with her? Do I drop kick her out the window? What am I supposed to do here? Like I get having an attitude in the morning, dude. I get it. But I woke her up so nicely. So anyway, so she stomps down the stairs. I don't, we do the same thing every effing day. I don't know why I have to hold her hand and walk her over to the brush and then walk her over to the socks. Like, you know what we're doing by now, dude. So anyway, um, we're in the car and she's like, I want to go to dad's. And I'm like, oh, do you? Is this what we're doing now? Is this how it works when you get mad? Now you, you have another option, like a place to escape. You're not going to your dad's. And she's like, 
you're just honestly so rude. And I don't know why you're so nice to Caden. It's because you don't love me at all. And I can tell. And that's okay. I wish you'd just say it. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? She's like, you're so nice to Caden every day. And I'm like, honey, with all due respect, your brother pops up like a meerkat the minute I say good morning. He's up. He gets dressed. He's brushes it like he does all his shit without having to be told. So, of course, I'm not going to yell at him because there's nothing to yell at him for. So then we get to the place and uh, I made her get in the car without her hair brushed. I was like, this is how we're going. You took your time. You dilly dallied. You're going to be at camp all day looking like you got electrocuted. And that's not even my problem. And she was like really pissed at me about it. But of course I like snuck the brush and the hair stuff in the car. And so we got out and I was brushing her hair and very calmly. I'm like, children who behave the way that you behave this morning, don't get privileges. And so I'm taking your iPad away for four days and you don't get to talk to your friends in the parking lot of camp right before I place her in the hands of other people to deal with. Do you know what I'm saying? So this, I mean, this will come as no surprise, but I got a call around noon saying that Chloe was punching kids and I feel like that's my fault. And um, I tried to think back to what the therapist said. She said, in the moment, don't yell at them and take stuff away because it's going to look like you're doing it out of anger. Wait until you calm down and then calmly let them know. And so I thought that was the right thing to do. But then just for the rest of the day, I felt so guilty because the minute she was out of my sight, I missed her and I felt bad and I wanted to hug her. And I just realized I have no effing clue what I'm doing. Mm. And the whole time you've been smirking and I'm taking it very much as a like, just wait, bitch. No, no, that's actually not it at all. Okay. What is that face? It's just that you and Chloe are the same person because I've had to wake you up on the road for like two years straight and trying to get you out of bed. And trying to get you to find your socks and no. put your meds in your bag and get your shit going and do all of these things. Tiffany, Tiffany, it's time now. Tiff, Tiff, I'm going to go to the gym, but when I get back, I'm going to need you to be showered. Tiff, I'm back from the gym. Tiff, you didn't get up. <laughs> Tiffany! <laughs> so I kind of feel like you got a little bit of a dose of your own medicine. I'm going to tell you right now, mm. I did not see that coming. No. I feel attacked. Do you? From behind. <laughs> a surprise attacked. I did not. <clears throat> Everybody in the audience wants to know if I took away your iPad as a result. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Dang. We all do that. That happens constantly in parenting because our kids are, you know, at times, little reflections of us, right? Like there are, Sophia and I have so many similarities. That girl will cut you with a knife. She is a bitch. So am I. I mean, it is the same thing, right? And then we see these things in our kids and we get so frustrated and so angry and that's normal. But like Brian, I have to wake him up a million times. And then at noon, I'll be like, I know I went upstairs and woke him up at 930. He's still asleep. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a kid thing and a summer thing and whatever, but it's totally a Tiffany Jenkins thing as well. So, dude, I am beside myself right now. <laughs> Do you think that that's why it annoys me so much? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You'd think it would be the opposite. You'd think I'd be like, I Mm-mm. get it, girl. F no. the morning. No, it's, it is because the same, the things that Sophia, ha- is, it, that we are so similar with are the things that just make my skin go on fire. And I think it's just because I don't even know why. Like, we definitely need a therapist to answer that, but it is, that is it. Like, that is 100%. And the other thing you were saying, I was dying because, Sophia does that all the time. You love the boys more than me because you're nicer to them. And I'm like, no, I just don't have to scream at them Mm. because when I, you know, if I tell Matias it's time to get up and go do something, he's, he's, he's up, he's gone. Yeah. He did it, you know? And that's, you know, Sophia getting her out of the house in the morning. Oh my God. It is just intense. And, and you do it every day. Groundhog day. Dude, this is wild. What an epiphany. <laughs> I just said, I'm like so offended <laughs> with the truth. Yeah. It was the reality check was a was a real punch in the vag. Yeah. Well, I mean, but in your defense, Chloe was upset that she looked like she had been electrocuted. You don't give <laughs> a fuck. Because you would roll into that minivan with fake eyelashes stuck to your cheek. You would be, you would just be tattered, looking like we just pulled your ass out a dumpster with some big ass Elton John sunglasses on. And you'd be like, I'm ready to go, carrying your suitcase behind you. And we were like, all right, well, let's do this. Let's do it. Oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> F you, dude. Listen, I miss so badly being in a hotel room and not stepping on one of your fake eyelashes. <laughs> like, you don't even know how much I miss that. Those were some of the absolute best times when we would just shoot the shit and have moments. And it was wonderful. And you know me, I absolutely love taking care of you. I don't mind waking you up and doing all the things. It makes me feel better to have somebody to take care of, you know? So I just, I do, I miss it. I miss that a lot. So that's so funny, dude. At some point you and I have to hit the road. Listen, yes, though. I would love to do it on days when I don't have the kids. (laughs) Listen, I'm like scared of what? Of the lack, like, of, I don't know how to word this. I'm scared financially. Oh. (laughs) And so I've been doing a lot of thinking about hitting the road again. Listen. Just for extra income. I would, look, you, you say the word. We're touring. <laughs> I got a, I got a schedule right now going. You can, you can jump on board. We can figure this out. I just hate leaving the kids. I it's know. It's the worst. I, I know. Yeah. And I am doing a lot of midweek dates right now. A lot. And then I also have weekends too. So it's kind of all over the place. But I would, I mean, and it's, and it's, and it makes me sad because when, when I do the meet and greets, 
you know, they're, they're, everybody is so wonderful and so nice. And they're like, we're so, we're so happy to meet you. I'm so glad you came here. I love you so much. Next time will you bring Tiffany? And I was like, Oh no, you're kidding me. I love it because they know like it's, you know, it's, we're Bert and Ernie. Like, and I love that. Like that doesn't offend me in the least. I'm just like, I would have brought her here. I miss my Ernie. I'm Bert, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Ernie's the fun one. He is. Yeah. Oh, Bert is the narrow head one. Yes. That's me. Yeah. That is you. Narrow headed. Yep. There you go. Narrow mind. Okay. Um, damn. Yeah. Cause, cause all right, it, I'm getting that itch again, girl. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it is, it is, it is fun. I've been having a really good time. I just did two killer shows in Charlotte and, um, Greenville, South Carolina, North and South Carolina and small crowds, but mighty. They laughed. I got, I got three amazing emails after the show about how it was the best comedy show they've ever been to. And one of the emails I got this morning was, I'm not going to give total details about it. I'll tell you later. But they said they recently saw another comedian and I was way better than him. Oh my gosh. And I'm not going to be the one who throws the names out, but I was like... Why not? Why can't you throw the names out? I'm not. I'm not. But I'll tell you because you're going to find it extremely interesting. Wait, okay, but... There's no way of tracing it back to the person who said it. Like I don't want the person that I'm going to say it about to trace me is the problem. Oh, well, people are allowed to have opinions. Can you give a, you know what? I respect you. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that is a real tease. Mm. That's my name. If I guess it, will you tell me? No. I'll tell you after. All right, but by me, I mean, uh, oh, Trey Kennedy. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Is it Trey Kennedy? Who who sent you that email? I am going to send them a gift basket. No, I just thought it was. And, I, and the only reason that I'm saying that is because we've talked about how sometimes it's like, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. We have a history. Mm, so. And not the romantic one I wanted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am a scorned lover. Don't mention his name around me. A lover that was never. There's a word for that. A lever. A never. A lever never. Mm. Okay. Anyway, um, it was Crystal who said Trey. Crystal knew. I saw it and it clicked. Yeah. That's so funny. I wouldn't have guessed that, Crystal. I was, I don't know why I was thinking of somebody else. Anyway, well, she's not wrong. You are hilarious. <laughs> and I'm very excited for you. And one, Tiff, come to Tampa Thursday. Yeah. I have a show Tampa Thursday. What a bitch, dude. What? Why didn't you tell me? I did. No, you didn't. I did. You didn't. I did specifically because I even knew Thursday the what? This Thursday coming up of next week. Like it's Friday, this next week, Thursday. Because we're going to see each other Monday, Tuesday. I then go to Orlando. And then Thursday night, I have a show 730. And I wanted wanted you to come, but I also... You, You didn't even invite me even a little, Meredith. I... Okay. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, wait. Okay. And I have a live that night. You're lucky. And the kids. Well, and I knew you had the kids, but I thought even if you came, I didn't know if you would cut them out of the green room. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but I would love to come and support you. But, uh, oh, I somebody somebody's calling me out. You said you wanted to hide in the back. We did have this conversation. Yeah, because I was like, I you won't even come out. But all those years of drugs have really messed with my memory. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we did a surprise guest and brought you out? People would lose their shit if you walked on stage in Tampa. They would they lose their marbles. Right, except I have no jokes. So I would just wave and then go back to the green room and eat your snacks. You don't, <laughs> you, you don't need jokes to be funny. You're just funny. <laughs> okay, do you remember the time that an influencer flew me out to Nashville to do stand-up comedy for the first time in my life. And I thought, I don't need to prepare material. And I went up on stage and I talked about uh, like a, a bar trolley and then left <laughs> after seven minutes. I was supposed to do 30 minutes and I came out dancing in cowboy boots. Like I can't not prepare things. But anyway, it would be fun. It would be fun. I would love it. Okay. So maybe we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So this story is interesting for a couple of reasons. So Carly Russell uh, is a, I don't know how old she is. She's in her 20s, 25. 25-year-old nursing student who disappeared Thursday after calling 911 and her brother's girlfriend to report seeing a toddler wandering along the side of the road. Police say they still have no evidence of a missing toddler nor any reports of such a sighting by other drivers. First responders who arrived at the scene minutes after the 911 call found Russell's car as well as her personal belongings including her wig, cell phone, purse, but no Russell. Then on Saturday, 49 hours after the initial disappearance, Russell returned home. According to Hoover Police, Russell told detectives after she reappeared that she had been kidnapped and held by two people until she was able to escape. They shared other information that cast doubts on Russell's account and said investigations haven't yet been granted permission to interview her. There are many questions left to be answered, but only Carly can provide those answers. 
What we can say is that we've been unable to verify most of Carly's initial statement made to investigators, and we have no reason to believe that there's a threat to the public. So, two days before she went missing, Russell used her cell phone to search whether you have to pay for an Amber Alert. The day she went missing, Russell searched for information about the bus station in Birmingham, which is 10 miles from Hoover. She also searched for a one-way ticket from Birmingham to Nashville. She searched the movie Taken and how to take money from a register without being caught. <laughs> Sorry. I do think it's highly unusual the day that somebody gets kidnapped that seven to eight hours before they're searching the internet, Googling the movie Taken, which is mm. about an abduction, the police chief says. So, the parents go on TV. They claim that their daughter is telling the truth. She absolutely was abducted. She escaped once, got scooped back up by them, then got placed into a car where she escaped a second time, made it home. Um, She won't make any public appearances, obviously, because she's been traumatized from the event. So it begs a lot of questions, right? First of all, did this happen? Second of all, did the woman have some sort of a psychotic break and there is a mental component to this? Third, she Googling shit that is very fishy prior to this incident taking place. Right. Mike, well, can can I ask why did why was this such big news to begin with when she went missing? Because people go missing all the time. But well, this be- was like every single post on my feed when she was missing. Is it the element of the baby? I think it's I think it's the whole thing. It's a crazy story, right? And this woman goes missing. And so people are just sharing. And I'm seeing shares on Facebook at 50, 60, 70,000 shares with her picture. She's That's missing. My point, She's missing. Though. I think it's it's the same thing. I mean, remember when uh Brian uh what was her name? Yeah, Laundry, Gabby Laundry, Petito. Gabby Petito, right? Which I've watched like six documentaries on already since it just happened. Um, but the it was a whole get, where's Gabby? Where's Gabby, right? Like they're looking for these women. They're looking for these people that are going missing. And of course... Not, what? Not really though. Why? Just like random... Like, people go missing every day. I'm pretty sure there's, like, a a ridiculous amount of kids that went missing all at once from this town. I'll have to look into it. And I also think that there's, like, ah, I wish I I knew we were going to talk about this. I would have been prepared. But there's, like, a town where I believe 13 women – please correct me if I'm wrong – indigenous? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Went mi- missing in like the span of one month mm-hmm. and nobody heard about it. But then like randomly, some of these stories just go viral. And I'm just curious, like why some and not others? I'm very confused about that. But uh, anyway, uh, I think that it, race, socioeconomics play into it. I mean, there's been a huge discussion on why nobody talks about the indigenous population when they go missing. Right. And, and the the answer is because nobody cares. The media doesn't care. Nobody cares. Like that's but I've also heard that about like I've also heard it said that the media only cares when white women go missing. Correct, correct, correct. Yes. No, absolutely. And and I don't so, know, it's just weird. The whole thing's so weird. So well, I've got my skeptic goggles on. Yeah. So here's the thing about this that got me though. She makes a call that she sees a toddler on the side of the road unattended, so she stops. This has happened mm. to me. 
What? I was riding, I was driving home and um, I'm with the kids and out the, out the window, I see this toddler. And so I slow down and I'm following him because I see no parents. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And so I'm looking up and down the street, up and down the street. I don't see a parent anywhere. So I roll the window down. I'm like, hey, buddy, where's your mom? And he's like, my mom's getting her hair done. And I'm like, okay, we're by a park, right? Like there's no parent. So I stop the car. I hop out. I tell Matias, get in the driver's seat, drive the car home because we were close. We were like two blocks away from our house. So I just start walking with the toddler trying to get him to give me information. I'm like, do you live here? Is the, is your house close to the park? And he's like, yeah, I live here, but not by the park. And I'm like, how'd you get to the park? And he's like, I just wanted to come play. And I'm like, so where's your mom? Well, my mom's getting her her hair done. Where's your dad? Oh, he's asleep. So I was like, oh, this kid got out. This kid broke out the house. So I was like, hey, listen, like, who's your favorite superhero? So I just start talking to this kid to try to get him to keep talking to me. And then I'm like, do you think you know which house is yours? And so I'm talking to him. And I was like, you know, it's really dangerous to be on the street without a mom or a dad. Um, we should probably go find them. And so I got him turned around. I And he must have been f- like four, right? Like, because he was, I asked him where he goes to school. And he goes, I go to um, preschool. And so I was like, oh, he's not even in kindergarten yet. So I get him turned around. I'm like, look, I'm showing him. I'm like, which house do you think your house looks like? And so we're walking and we're walking. And we probably got, I, I mean, we were probably three quarters of a mile away from this kid's house. And I get him onto the street and I'm like, is this your street? And he's like, yeah, my house is the one on the end. And so I'm like walking him up. So I get him up. I knock on the door and this guy walks out and he has an infant in his hand. So he clearly did fall asleep. They must have just had another baby. Right. Mm. And I was like, is this your son? I found him walking alone by the park. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come in. And he takes the kid and he just goes bye, and he shuts the door. And so then I'm panicked because I'm like, how the fuck you not know your kid wasn't even in the house? Like, okay, you fell asleep, but why didn't you ask who I was? Mm. Why didn't you ask me any questions about why I had your kid? Like a lack of concern. It's total like lack of reaction. concern. And like I was, then I was thinking, how many times he break out? Exactly. So then watching this happen, everybody on the internet was like, if you ever see a kid roaming around, people are using it as bait. Don't get out and help. How do you not help? Mm. I literally got out of my car, no cell phone, no nothing. Like Dave says, like an idiot. I had nothing, no way to connect with anybody. Give the keys to my son who drives my car home, right? So I'm just there alone. If this was that situation, obviously I could have been scooped up by somebody. But as a mother, as a human being, I can never not stop and get out and try to help. And Dave goes, no, you stay in the car and you call the police. And I was like, if a kid is wandering a street, he goes, block block them with your car. I was like, and what happens when they dart into traffic? I was like, I don't, and I understand where he's coming from. He's like, you have to remain safe at all times. Call the police. You know, uh, you have to uh, think about you. And I'm like, when I get in that moment, that's the last thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about finding this kid parents and getting him back. And it's been crazy on the internet about, you know, don't ever stop if you see a stroller that's uh, by itself. Don't ever stop if you see a kid. Don't ever stop. And I have just an innate thing in me that would never 
allow me to not stop. So I think what we need to really talk about is what is, and I don't have this information, so I guess we'd have to, we'd really have to find an expert on this because I'd love to have an expert on this come on the show. Mm. What do you do in that type of a panic-inducing crisis situation so that you can stay safe and the kid can, can, you know, as long as that kid isn't trying to be used as bait, obviously, which I never even thought about in my life. Well, <clears throat> right. You wouldn't until something like this happens. And that's what people on the internet are saying too. They're like, the world's going to get to a point where somebody's going to be like dying on the side of the road and nobody's going to stop because they're in fear of their own safety. Right. And it's true. Like I used to think if I ever saw someone broken down, I would hop out and help them. But like sometimes people pretend like their cars are broken down to get someone to stop and then they get killed. Like it happens so often. And so I don't know. Like if I saw a kid, I would never have thought this is a plan. But, and, but I also until very recently couldn't fathom that like trafficking was a real thing that could happen to anybody. Right. It just never really truly occurred to me. And I was just watching this video on TikTok, related, not related, but this woman, she's a flight attendant and was in her hotel and she says, y'all see this, right? And she's holding like this bungee by her door of the hotel room. Somebody stuck a piece of wire underneath with the bungee connected to loop it around the hotel door to open it from the inside because, you know, it locks automatically from the outside, but you can open it from the inside. And she caught the person doing this. But it was a um, in the comments, people were saying there are hotel workers that get paid by traffickers to tell them which people are alone in the rooms. Oh, geez. and then they go and open the doors from the inside and steal people to be trafficked. And I'm like, what the hell? That's why I don't leave the house, dude. Not that. How, it's So how, I don't understand. Maybe you have to send me this video. I don't understand the bungee sitch. Yeah, so basically how do you just, not see it? She did, but if someone's sleeping. You're saying a hotel worker would come while in the middle of the night while somebody's asleep? Not quietly. a hotel worker. A hotel worker is being paid by the traffickers to inform them. Of who's alone. And then they give a key to that or they give a key to that person? No, because then they wouldn't need the bungee. Right. What I'm saying is how'd the bungee get in the door? With a wire. They slid the wire. Hold on. Give me just two seconds. I'll see if I can. Do we believe this flight attendant didn't make this shit up? Yeah, it's a video. It's... Well, it was the people in the comments saying it. I don't really know how to go to my watch history. All right. You can look for it later. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's... it's uh... I mean, I have... Yeah, I think we do need to I need to search up a yeah, expert on like I found it. Okay. We need I mean, to search you want me to hold it up. Go ahead. Hold on. And you can actually, like, see the guy out there pulling his thing back out and running away. And the people in the comments were like, this happens. 
lock your doors. But do you, you see how it's like a bungee with a wire? Yeah, I see. Coming from underneath so that it, I can it, get the handle and lift it up. Yeah. Okay, did she call the cops after that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like hardcore evidence. There's video cameras in every hotel. Great. Another thing for me to... Yeah, well, didn't you get like a lock thing? No, I just always flip the lock on the thing, but maybe I need to invest now on some other type of way to lock the hotel room door. You're such a light sleeper, dude, that the minute a piece of wire silently slides under that door... I would. I would. up... And screaming because I just don't sleep. I just I don't I don't ever go into a deep sleep ever Um, unless I'm like chemically induced into one like like the time I took they wouldn't give me any laughing gas. So I took two Xanax before my dentist appointment. I came home and passed out for like four hours, but I would have to definitely be like propofol. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. But because I just don't sleep. Um, it's true. But um, yeah, so speaking of, Alyssa got, Alyssa got a dose of what it's like to travel with me because she- Alyssa's the girl. This is the opener for, for my show. Right. So she's, she's younger, right? She's 29. And, um, you know, she has like almost zero responsibilities really in life. You know, she has a job and everything, but she's, you know, no kids, not going to ever have kids, like just different, not no responsibilities, but lives a different lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. As compared to me, which is hilarious. And so I go up on stage and, um, is, and I tell this joke about how I'm so glad she could make it this week because I thought she had summer camp. You know, we just go back and forth because she's, you know, it's basically like taking a little kid around with me. And um, uh, so we hadn't roomed together yet. We've we've stayed in separate hotel rooms. And then I was like, bitch, this is too much money. Like, I can't afford for you to have your own room. You're going to have to sleep with me or you can't come no more <laughs> because it's a mm-hmm. lot of money. So she's like, no problem. I was like, you need to be prepared for the level of crazy that you're going to see. Like, because it's a whole different than just sitting with me in a green room and going up. There's, you know, like the curtain is coming back. You're going to see the wizard. So everything was fine this weekend until our flight out, which was a 5.30 a.m. flight, and we were both on the same flight. Our 5.30 a.m. flight um, got delayed. And the shit starts to ensue, right? So I call the night before and I'm like, hey, I need a 3.30 a.m. wake-up call, please. Well, at 2.30 a.m., they give us the wake-up call an hour before I'm supposed to be up. Well, you know me. What did I do? Popped right up out of the bed. Bing! Meerkat run over to the phone. I said, oh, my God, they fucking called us an hour early. So I hang it back up and I'm like, my heart's racing. So I'm like, I'm not even going to get back to sleep, right? So I'm just laying there. And at 3.15... My phone goes off with a Delta alert. Your flight has been delayed. 
So mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, crap. I go, okay, once it delayed till 7 a.m. So then I look and I go, okay, we've both missed our connections if the flight leaves at 7. So it, it tells you you've automatically be, been rebooked, right? So it rebooks me for a 9 p.m. flight. <gasps> and I was like, that's a 13-hour layover in Atlanta. So I'm like, I, I can't do this. I was like, I'm going to murder somebody. So she starts to see me go into... Mm-hmm. crazy lady mode. So I'm on the phone with Delta at three 30 in the morning. I'm like, pack your shit. We're going to the airport because I know at 4am they're going to be at that Delta desk. And I need to be there because I'm not sitting in Atlanta for, for 13 hours. I was like, so get your stuff ready. We're leaving right now. I was like, don't care that our flight isn't going to leave until seven. So I made her pack all of her shit. Oh my God. I was like, get in the car. Let's go. I'm on the phone. No, she was fine. But, um, I was, I was on the phone with a Delta woman and I was like, Hey, I was like, I don't know exactly how this happened, but I was like, I fly in and out of Atlanta weekly and there are flights to Jacksonville almost every hour. I was like, it's, it's, it's your hub. It's your Delta hub. I was like, how could you not rebook me until 9 30 PM? And she's like, it's summer travel. I was like, no, I was like, I, I don't accept that. I was like, find me a different flight throughout that's earlier in the day. And she goes, there aren't any. Don't you think that's why you got rebooked on this flight? Ew. And I said, ma'am, no, at no point is a 13 hour layover acceptable in anybody's standards. I said, let alone Delta, which I fly you guys all the time. By the way, I'm a gold medallion, you know? So I start going, you know, full on Karen crazy on the phone with this woman. And she's like, there's nothing that I could do. I said, then find me a different airline. I said, put me on a different airline. I said, I know you can do that. Oh, I didn't know they could. Oh, yeah. They can get, they can access any of them. When they have problems like that, they can put you on a different one. So she goes, no, there are no flights. I said, you're telling me there are no flights in any other carrier that you guys work with that you can put me on a flight that I won't have a 13-hour layover? She goes, nope. I said, you're just not, you just don't want to help me. Mm. I said, that's what this is. Just say you don't want to help me. She goes, okay, here. I found a flight that will fly you from South Carolina to Michigan, from Michigan to Indy, from Indy to Atlanta, from Atlanta to Jax. How about that? And I was like, bitch. So I said, you know what? I said, I hope you have a terrible fucking day. And I hung up the phone. I was livid. I was nasty and I was mean. Oh my gosh. So Alyssa's watching all of this, right? And I'm like, she going to get the, she, she getting the full show. That woman was so nasty to then come and tell me you're going to give me a five layover flight. Like so rude, you were doing that just because you didn't want to answer the phone at, at 4am. So I get in and I see the Delta line and the agents are, are, are out and everything. And so I'm running to the Delta line and I pop up and I said, hi, I'm, I'm, I said, I'm really, I said, I'm going to apologize to start. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I just got off the phone with Delta customer service. My flight's been delayed till 7 a.m. I understand that it's only 4.30 and I'm standing here, but that's because they rebooked me on a 9.30 p.m. flight out of Atlanta. She goes, a 13-hour layover. I said, I know, right? She goes, oh, no, we can remedy that right now. Yes, may I see your license? Okay, absolutely, no problem. I think I see something here. Okay, we will have you out on the 11.05. Uh, to Jacksonville, and you should have no problem making that connection. First class. I was like, yes. I was like, so you hear me. She's like, by the way, I follow you. I've read your books, and I couldn't come to your show last night because I had this shift, and I just want to tell you that I love you. And I said, Krista, I just want to tell you 
that I love you. And this is why I fly Delta religiously Mm. because you, you know, and it wouldn't have mattered if she knew me or not. This woman was just a helpful, wonderful spirit. Mm. And she took care of me. And I was like, she's like, there's no way anybody should ever be stuck in that situation. There are so many flights out of Atlanta. And, and I was like, cause you could have even put me on another, another carrier. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, why did this woman do that? She goes, that's not, that's not what Delta represents. And I was like, clearly it's not. And she was so nice to me. And I was like, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So she was great. And then Alyssa walks up and is like, hi, same issue. And the lady's like, I don't know who you are. But no, Alyssa was actually automatically rebooked uh, on a connection that was right after the flight that made perfect sense. So she got on um, and I ran her basically to her gate because she's not familiar with the Atlanta airport. So I was like, you're right there. Like I ran. So I was like, I'll run. You run behind me. You know, I'll cut through the people and I got her there and she just took off and she said she was the last person on the plane because her connection was ended up being so tight because of the delay. Mm. So anyway, it worked out. But I, I, I looked at her when we were sitting there in the airport and I after the whole kerfuffle and I go, how'd you like meeting the real Meredith? And she goes, mm. <clears throat> my butthole puckered a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. And I was like, mm, I know. Right. And she's like, I just don't think I could ever ask people for things the way you ask people for things. And I was like, look, I'm not, I was like, she's like, I would think I would have sat in Atlanta for 13 hours. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. Yeah. I would have just, I would have lived at the airport. Right. That and would I'm have like, been... there's no way. You said, I don't accept that. <laughs> like, you're t- <laughs> um, I'm not going to accept that kind of negative energy. You can keep that over there and get me on another flight. Like I could never. No. Well, so here's the thing. And I, I think I really understood it for the first time, fully encompassed it for the first time today or this weekend while we were, it's not even a weekend yet this week while we were traveling. I don't know if there's a name for what I have, like medically diagnosable name for what I have. Um, but I don't, engage in pleasantries or formalities um it's sociopathy sociopathy so whatever that is that's what Mm. i have because if i text you i never start it with good morning or how's it going or hi i go directly into the question if i talk to you if i meet you if i greet you i don't even greet you i just come in hot all of the time and that bothers people because the social norm dictates that you are to start everything with a pleasantry. And I don't, my brain doesn't tell me to do that and I don't do it. And it comes across as blunt, direct, rude, angry, and aggressive when in fact, I don't even have the thing in my brain that says, start this with a a pleasantry. Um, cause I was texting somebody, um, in the car on the d- driving to go, I don't know where, where we were coming into Greenville and I just start texting. And then the next reply I get back is hello and good morning to you too. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that, I got it. That was it. Like, I just, I get Interesting. it. I, I get it. This is why people, I rub them the wrong way. And I don't think I really, truly realized it until that moment because I was like, 
I feel like the high good morning is implied. Why do I have to say it? Interesting, dude. That's so interesting. I've never thought about it that way. It's like who in this situation is the weird one? The person who doesn't feel the need to do pleasantries or the people who somehow have been led to believe that you have to say extra words to confirm that you like this person or that you're happy to be around them. That's very interesting. I just, I never realized to the full extent of, I just don't have that in my brain. Who said this? What? Meanwhile, Tiffany starts everything with an apology for being an inconvenient. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I can't see who that is, but you're exactly right. Yeah. 100%. That's so funny. But I, you know, I think that's why we're, you know, our Bert to to our to your Ernie, my Bert to your Ernie, right? Like there are things about us that are so ridiculously similar and then so completely different and opposite that mm-hmm. we, you know, the odd couple thing works for us. But there, and you are always telling me like, we'll be out ordering somewhere and she will apologize for me to the waiter or the waitress and be like, she didn't mean it like that. What she, what she wants to say was, and I was like, no, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And then they'll walk away and I'll be like, Meredith, that is not how you have a conversation with another human being. Right. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't see the problem. I don't get it. It makes me laugh. I all do you know what's so weird? All of my best friends are that way. All of them, every single one. And I don't know why. I mean, there's there's like two. But you and my other best friend, same exact thing. And it's like startling and jarring to you. I guess the rest of the public as well. I don't know. (laughs) And I think maybe it's because like I envy that a little bit. Some part of me wishes that I could just get to the point and say what I, what I think and not worry about what the hell anyone thinks. My sister, Jessica's like that too. When you were talking, it made me think of her because yes. I'm always yelling at her too. Yeah. So it's just very, it was a weird, cause I, I sat there and I go, I think this is it. I think I, I finally kind of get it now, but I still don't understand why people want pleasantries. Oh my God. I just got a video idea for the first time in Good like job. a year. There you go, girl. Write it down. <gasps> okay. Yeah, so I think uh, Dave's now texting me. What is he saying? He needed me to take a picture. Of your boobs? Yeah. Yeah, my boobs. (laughs) Because (laughs) clearly. It was an epiphany. He's a big guy. A big guy. A boob guy. A boob guy. I meant boob guy. That is a lot of information. Mm. Let's see if this is what he meant. Yes. Okay. We'll wait. Sorry. No. He um he ran out of the place like his hair was on fire. I mean, he didn't have hair, but if it were, where ran out of where out of the out of here this morning. He was like buzzing out to leave, and oh, now I'm talked to texting. Oh god. Oh, that's the best and the worst. Yeah. What, where did he go? To work. Which one? He went to the laundromat. So we were out the other day, Sophia and I, at Costco, I think. We were grocery shopping. This was a couple weeks ago. And um, Sophia goes, I want to get this, this pasta. 
And I go, you can't have that because we're on the DASH diet again. Your father's um, blood pressure is through the roof. We cannot eat those things. And she goes, well, I don't understand why we all have to be on the DASH diet just because dad has to. And I said, listen, your father has ballooned up to almost 200 pounds. We have got to make a change because I do not want his blood pressure to get out of control. I didn't think of anything of it. I wasn't saying it to be mean or to be rude or to be nasty. It was a poor choice of words, clearly in hindsight. So we get home. And we're putting away the groceries and Sophia goes, well, we couldn't get the good pasta because dad ballooned up to 200 pounds like mom said. <gasps> Shh, that bitch oh. threw me under the bus. Whoa. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say. He goes, what? I go, like, she's drunk. I was like, that's not what I said. And Sophia goes, yes, it is. And I go, okay, it's what I said, but it's not what I meant. And he goes, how else can you mean ballooned up to 200 pounds? My God. And I was like, listen, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it to be mean. I just meant like, all right, it was dick. I'm sorry. I was like, I shouldn't have said it. I didn't, you know, and so she just threw me. I looked at her. I was like, this is, if I say something to you in a Costco, Mm, about your father you are not to repeat that information i go you know what i go you're i'm taking your phone she goes you can't take my phone for this i said i'm taking your phone you're grounded (laughs) you're grounded for renting me out i said do you not know what a secret is (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny do you know what chloe and kaden do for no reason i mean i'm sure there's a deep psychological reason like they know something's going on with me and their dad or whatever. But mm. when he comes over, which is like every day, uh, my phone will go off and Chloe will be like, who is that mommy, your boyfriend? Uh. Right in front of her dad. And I'm he, he like whips his head around and I'm like, she's crazy. She's not. I don't even know what she's saying right now. And he's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm serious. Yeah, Chloe, why would you say that? She's like, because it is your boyfriend. And I'm like, I will fuck you up. If you start spreading lies, and then Caden does the same thing. It's very weird. Do you think it's because they, like, want to see if we still love each other? There there has to be a reason that they'd needle, uh, for sure. I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. She did it yesterday. That's the only thing it reminded me of is to, like, throwing me under the bus, except with, like, a, a blasphemous lie. Is that your boyfriend? Oh, it's my therapist. Oh. Did you miss an appointment? That was my first thought, of course. Oh, no. But I don't think so, dude. I think we... No, I didn't. Is that your boyfriend? You're so stupid. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I would say that's probably normal. Text the post. Maybe because you text the postcast. Oh, the podcast dudes. Yeah, but no, my kids know Look and Flip. So they know it's not them that they're talking about because my kids and their kids are all friends. They know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think it's definitely a normal thing that happens during a divorce. And Crystal said they could be silly and sarcastic. That's what I'm hoping is like they're just ridiculous and silly. But as I was telling the story today, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if it's something deeper? I, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it. Ask your therapist when you talk to her next. I should have answered. (laughs) Quick question. Um, I know I missed my appointment, but what do you think (laughs) of this? 
Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So I, I think that's it. Do we have anything else for the good of the order? For the good of the order? Yeah. Like for the show. Is that a saying? Yes. I've never heard it. Is it a court? Is it for court? I would, I would assume yes. Huh. Uh, and you've no, been in court I'm... a lot, so. Look <laughs> your face. <laughs> oh, are we not doing felony jokes anymore? No, no, we're doing them. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I have a lot we could talk about, but, but you know, who has time? Okay. I just I'm reading the comments. So somebody said, I wish we could do two episodes today. Somebody else said maybe it was Drew's idea to ask you. And then my mind started reeling. Mm. And then somebody said, All kids do it. So I was like, Yes. I just I was lost for a second. But um, but no. Um uh, I'm good. Okay. Oh yeah, Tony Bennett. Yeah, I passed away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Tony Bennett. I didn't... Oh, dang. I don't ever want to be the one to tell somebody this news. I just thought, oh, well, by the time the podcast comes out, everybody will know. So it's fine. But then if somebody's in here and they didn't know, we might have just ruined their whole day. And now forever, every time they think about him, they're going to acknowledge it, uh, attribute it to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to be the bearers of bad news forever. Um, I think that you're overthinking that one. My sister told me Michael Jackson died when I was pulling into the parking lot of my mom's work. I'll never forget it. Drew told me Robin Williams died and he just said it so casually. He didn't sit me down or anything. Yeah, that's a rough I'll, one. Yeah. I'll never forgive him for that. I sat in the room and cried all day mm -hmm. and he was very confused. Yeah. I remember we were where we were when Kobe Bryant died the kids me too the kids were i mean that just happens you know i mean we need prominent people you know and you hear the the shocking news you know mm -hmm. isn't it weird how like a part of you stays there in that moment forever yeah. like you leave a sliver of yourself in that memory it's yeah. so crazy whitney houston michael jackson um, i don't remember where i was for whitney actually maybe it's because nobody told me i just saw it mm. each time i like remember it was somebody telling me like flips the one who told me about kobe bryant at his daughter's birthday party yeah we were in the pga golf store or my daughter's birthday party somebody's anyway <clears throat> princess diana yep i remember that her funeral oh my god we always have to end it on a weird note yeah why do we do that yeah crap somebody just found out from us. He was 96, though. So. Oh, yeah. What a great, let a, let a wonderful life. Luke Perry. Yep. I remember. I mean, isn't it so, I mean, this is what happens. The older you get, the more of these experiences you'll have. People passing on, you know? Yeah, it's so annoying. It is. Anyway. Um, so, for the good of the order means a time during a meeting where people can share announcements, comments, and suggestions that don't necessarily need immediate action. It usually happens towards the end of the meeting and is also called general good and welfare, open forum, or open microphone. Oh, we call that a burning desire or group-related related announcements. In what? In my 12-step program. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
All right. Well, I have nothing for the good of the God order. Brewist. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's happening? All right. So we will see you next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Sorry. Who have no, no idea. idea what, what we're doing. We're doing. <laughs> we love you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ended red button. Oh, red button.